Welcome to the Beyond Ordinary Women podcast. Every two weeks, we post podcast versions of one of our free training videos, or you can access our videos now at beyondordinarywomen.org. Enjoy the podcast. Hi, I'm Kay Daigle of Beyond Ordinary Women Ministries. Welcome to this series, The Forgotten Ones, Singles in the Church. We've already had one video where we talked about where we are in the church right now. And in this video, our special guest, Elizabeth Woodson, is going to talk about where we should be. Elizabeth is on staff at the Village Church. She's the associate minister in their institute, which does training and teaching of their people. And she formerly worked at Oak Cliff Bible Fellowship under Dr. Tony Evans, where she was uh, the Singles Life Coordinator. Singles Life Coordinator. So she is an expert on singleness, <laughs> I guess as much as you can be an expert. And I am thrilled to welcome you, Elizabeth, to help us understand what's going on here. So as we think about what you talked about in the first video, that often there's prevalent ideas about singleness loosely based on what they're thinking the Bible says or perhaps mishandling it a little bit, a lot of hurtful and, and, and teachings that actually make it difficult for singles. What does the Bible really say about it? I mean, let's talk about where we should be uh, biblically with singles. You know, I think of where we should be with, biblically with singles and what it means for us to have a good theology of singleness is what can we teach our people that covers every age, every season of singleness. And so whether I'm single in 25 or I'm single in 85, and I had those in my ministry at Oak Cliff, how do we teach people what God has to say that's going to apply to their life? And so I think in the last video, we talked about some of the promises are made that aren't particularly true. You know, we have the demographics that have changed. So the church used to be majority married and now it's not. And so how do we help the church catch up to where it ought to be. And to me, you just go back to scripture and we go back to the beginning um, and think about what God did at the very beginning with the culture mandate. And so if we look at Genesis 28, when he creates Adam and Eve, he tells, be fruitful and multiply and fill the earth and subdue it and have dominion over the fish of the sea and over the birds of the heavens and over every living thing that moves on the earth. And so we have what God has given us is this ability to steward his earth, that he has created us as image bearers and that we are stewards of his creation and to that he created the earth with all this potential and that we were supposed to grow it and cultivate it into his kingdom. Um, but then you have after Genesis 1, you have Genesis 3 and we have the fall. And so now we're not in relationship with the Lord anymore. And, and our God sets forth a beautiful plan of redemption, but everyone is not automatically in the kingdom. And so when we think about what it means to multiply a lot of times we just see it through procreation. And it is true that we need to multiply, bear children, fill the earth. But it also is this idea of discipleship because it's not just bearing children, but it is bearing children that grow to be stewards of what God is doing, that grow to believe in Jesus Christ as their Lord and Savior, that grow to believe to be disciples. Um, and so that's where singleness comes in. Because it's this myth that singles can't multiply, that this, what we see in Genesis 28 doesn't apply to them. We can't be fruitful and we can. Um, and so then that flips us to the other space in scripture that is a major place that talks about singleness. And that's 
1 Corinthians 7. Um, and so it's seven and six, and, and I love Paul. Um, Paul's one of my favorite people, wrote most of the New Testament as a single guy. And so we know that there's much impact that can be had from single people in the faith. And so he writes in verse six, 1 Corinthians 7, verse six, now as a concession, not a command, I say this, I wish that all were as I myself am, but each one has his own gift from God, one of one kind and one of another. And so what we see Paul saying is, man, I wish everybody was single, but what I recognize that whether it's singleness or marriage, they're both a gift. And so we look at this word gift in scripture, really it's not something that we receive for our own benefit, but it's something that God has given us to steward for his glory. And so what we realize is that singleness and marriage both have the same goal. It's both for us to be devoted to the Lord. It's both for us to make disciples. It's both for us to expand the kingdom. It's both for us to fulfill this culture mandate that we see in Genesis to be fruitful and to multiply. And so what I would love for the church to rest in is to tell singles to pursue what God has given you, that he's given you massive amount of purpose to build his kingdom. That should be our first and foremost goal. And then when we get married, the goal is still the same. We just have a partner that comes alongside us to help us run in that mission, but we are running for the Lord, whether we're single or whether we're married, because the goal is to build the kingdom. And so then that flows into how has God created singles? What gifts has he given to you uniquely, especially as we go back to the message that um, an unhealthy message of marriage that can create for women that I only have significance if I'm a wife or a mother. And what scripture says is you have significance inherently because God has given you something unique to build for the kingdom. Um, and so what are your spiritual gifts? What has God given you that we need to experience as a body of Christ to build up the body, to reach out into the world and to be a light, especially for our younger singles, um, many of whom are in the marketplace. What does it look like for you to be a light for Christ on the job? Um, as a teacher in, in corporate America, wherever God has for you to be, that there is significant purpose in who I am. And that's the message we need to tell singles. And imagine if we were able to just raise up a generation of singles that were on fire for the Lord with all the freedom they had, all the independence, their spiritual gifts, knowing who they were and knowing what God had given them from the beginning, which is multiplication, which is discipleship. We're here to expand the kingdom of God. And that vision is the same for singleness and for marriage. And that's the space our theology of singleness needs to rest in in the church. Amen. Hallelujah. <laughs> that, that, that was wonderful. That was a wonderful summary. And the truth is we're all here for the same purpose and we need to see each other that way. Thank you so much. Well, we're, we have one more video in our series, how to get there. How do we get from where we are to where we need to be? And so I look forward to hearing it. Thanks for listening to the Beyond Ordinary Women podcast. You can find more podcasts and information about women in leadership by going to beyondordinarywomen.org. This podcast was produced by Beyond Ordinary Women Ministries. Our production team includes Evelyn Babcock, Kay Daigle, Kay Halligan, Deborah Herring, Sharifa Stevens, and John Sparks. Theme music, Back in Stride by Don Miller, used by courtesy of Christine Miller.